Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today my guest is Laura Kennedy, CEO of Avalon. Avalon is a busy management production company that is rooted in both the UK and the US, a straddle that brings advantages from a copyright perspective, as Kennedy discusses. The company has grown along with the global demand for content. It's invested in shows that have traveled widely, including comedies Catastrophe, Everything is Going to Be Okay, and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Avalon's library of 3,000 hours of original content helps provide a steady stream of earnings. Kennedy is an alumnus of Lionsgate. She took the reins at Avalon just about six months before the pandemic hit. The COVID-19 curveball forced some delays and added some extra expenses, but Kennedy's game plan has not changed. Make great shows, represent top creatives, and good things will follow. That's all coming up today on Strictly Business. Laura Kennedy, CEO of Avalon, a very busy management and production company that has offices in the UK, Los Angeles, and New York. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Thank you very much for having me. So, Laura, you took over the reins of Avalon about not even six months before the world went into a global pandemic. (laughs) Obviously, probably not on something that was on your radar in terms of management challenges in your first year. Um, I guess I would like to start by asking, how much did the jolt of the pandemic change your plans as you came in? I'm sure you had a vision for what you wanted to do as you came in in the fall of 2019 to the CEO job at Avalon. How much did the pandemic force you to change or adjust your game plan? Um, Yeah, well, certainly it was not on my roadmap to to deal with a global pandemic within a few months. And uh, and obviously it's been a very challenging year for for so many people and so many reasons. Um, But uh, other than facing fire drills that were not anticipated and, and you know, navigating, shutting down productions, restarting, and, and the sort of risks of assessing the risks of producing in this, in this environment, outside of that, um, our, our strategy has remained fundamentally the same. You know, my, my, my vision when I started versus sort of where we are today is fairly uh, consistent Um, and and for context I'd say you know the pandemic I I don't think has radically disrupted our industry so much as just accelerated trends that were in existence pre-pandemic so you know we aim to represent a roster of diverse and distinct artists in our talent management business and in our studio operations our goal is to produce a slate of exceptional content for global audiences and that 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 was the case before it's the case today um and i'd say if anything the experience over the past year has probably highlighted some of the strengths of our business model um certainly been a particularly valuable time to have diversified operations in multiple markets, um, the importance, highlighted the importance of retaining rights and the value of owning a catalog of over 3,000 hours of IP and 
and and this consistency to the importance of working with really distinctive talent and, and how valuable that is. And that's very much at the core of what we do. Did you have to make the toughest call on things that might have been early gestating? Did you have to make any tough calls about letting projects go or the, just things that would have been unfeasible for timing or for whatever reason? We, we didn't, you know, very, very, very fortunate. None of our shows were canceled. Um, we were able to get everything back up and running. So uh, thankfully we weren't faced with some very difficult decisions that others may, may have encountered in terms of, you know, what, what had to be completely written off. Uh, for us, the, the hardest decision was uh, making sure that we had safety protocols in place that we were comfortable with, that the teams were comfortable with, that we could operate under, you know, with, with confidence that we could kind of manage uh, an environment that, that practice social distancing and working through the creative to ensure that we were sort of managing that as best as possible. But, but thankfully, we were able to get everything back up and going and then um, have, you know, completed delivery on, on anything that was, was uh, shut down temporarily. Has that been, um, you know, even just the cost of testing and PPE for an independent company, has that been a significant cost for you to absorb on your productions, the need Absolutely. for those kind of protocols? I mean, absolutely. The cost of producing in this environment has 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 definitely gone up. Um, I'm grateful for the fact that we have a lot of our production based in the UK, where there is government-backed insurance available. Um, I mean, there wasn't for a period, but the, the government did introduce it on a on a retro basis, and it's still in place. There's no such uh, commensurate insurance available in the US. Um, so the, the risks of producing and the cost of producing through this pandemic have absolutely gone up. Um, some, some buyers have been more ready to uh, support studios and independents uh, in terms of covering those costs than others. Um, and uh, uh, it, 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 it has been a decision on our part to invest in order to maintain that, that production cycle and, and, and keep everything going. The explosion of streaming platforms that are that are U.S. based but have global ambition that must just be kind of the best of all worlds for you and the business model that you have at Avalon. Well, it's certainly great um, to have so many buyers, both for talent and for for shows we're taking to market. And like you say, with global ambitions, it is uh, there is more demands just in aggregate you know, for, for the volume of content than ever before. And uh, there's more demand for, like I said, unique stories, different stories, there's a willingness to take risks that, that wasn't there before. Um, I'd like to see more of it, but, but all of that is, is, is a net positive uh, for independence and, and for artists. Has it been um, with your library, you said you have about a 3000 hour or episode library that must also open up licensing opportunities do you that li that library is yours unfettered to to yes. distribute and license yes yes and uh you know it's not only the streamers but also the growing avod platforms and you know it's just a, a you know it's a it's a great time to be selling into a market with so much demand for content um and the trick is you know making sure we stay disciplined on the deal making side and um really you know championing those projects so they can build audience uh, awareness and engagement you know amidst this sort of somewhat saturated market 
Um, do you find that you, when you do licensing deals, do you find that you're licensing really like a bulk amount of shows or do you do bespoke deals like show by show in various territories? I imagine that, that even for a smaller library like yours, that could get very complicated in terms of figuring out, you know, who has what and when. Um, yeah. But it's sort of that that's the game uh, too. So um, we will we will do both, you know, especially in the situation right now, like with with new AVOD platforms coming and on online and um, streamers launching into new markets who are looking for a lot of programming at once. Uh, we will do deals for multiple shows at one time with one buyer, but more often than not, we are actually doing bespoke deals. Um, and like I said, I, I believe that that's, that's sort of something that's distinctive about how we operate. And um, you know, we, we are not just, you know, we have a, a scaled business, but our strategy is not really volume. It's about being bespoke. It's about giving each, each project, um, putting our very, very best foot forward and, and going just all in, in in ways that sort of some of our bigger competitors may not do. Mm -hmm. And do you, you have content licensing that you have operations in the UK as well as New York and LA handling yeah. those kinds of... Yeah, I mean, our, our, our distribution team is based out of London. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But our, but our team is global. You know, we're, we're a really fun size in that we have the local expertise and infrastructure in both the US and the UK, but we're still small enough that we can operate as a global team um, and, and without the sort of bureaucracy of, of, of layers and having to sort of stifle that, that collaboration and, and contributions from both markets. Mm -hmm. Tell us just kind of about the size and scope of Avalon. Roughly how many employees do you have? About 140 full-time employees. Um, we represent over 700 artists and produce 20 to 30 shows in any any given year. Um, we also have a live promotions business out of the UK, and we take um, you know we usually take 20 shows on tour um, every year as well. Mm -hmm. um, that must obviously a business that was probably you know, that has been challenged in in the last year. Do you feel there's a lot of talk in the live event space of feel, hopes for a really strong second half with pent up demand, people dying to go to a concert, a play. I'm one of them, I can't wait. Are you, <laughs> are you anticipating a lot of demand? Likewise. No, we're, we're certainly, we certainly are. I think everyone is very, very enthused about what the fall will look like and um, the demand for, for live entertainment again. Uh, we, you know, that's an example of an area where, like you say, it has been hardest hit over this past year. Very grateful that we've had, we have diversified operations where we're able to, to pivot um, our, our focus and, and, and mitigate that. Um, but we have, we have pretty high expectations. I and mean, I, I was, uh, I, admittedly, I was surprised that we had sought so few refunds um, through this past year. So while we we had to obviously reschedule all of our tours or most of them. A uh, few of them were able to go forward in Australia and New Zealand, but we had to reschedule most of our tours and um, we actually saw sales uptick. So I think, you know, if that's any indication, I think uh, people have held on to their tickets. They're excited to go back. They're ready to go back. And, and we're all looking forward to the world sort of resuming. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> 
does having that having that that activity in the live event space being in the business of touring artists comedians performers does that um does that help you on the production and development side i would imagine that that's a great place to scout for talent and kind of get a sense of what the pulse of what an, what audiences are responding to for, for, for sure i mean uh, it's it's a big part of our talent operation um we've uh promoted more Edinburgh Fringe Festival um, award winners than any other company. Um, and it, it is absolutely an area where we, we build very, very strong artist relationships and uh, learn what it means to promote artists at the very uh, early stages of their career and um, how, to, how to support them um, once they found great success and you know, are playing to big arenas. We'll be right back with more from Avalon CEO Laura Kennedy after this break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. And we're back with more from Avalon CEO, Laura Kennedy. How did you get to Avalon? How, what, what was the path that led you to, to become CEO of Avalon? Um, well, Avalon was actually my first job out of college. 
So I have known the team at Avalon for a very, very long time. Um, and uh, that, so that's, how I, that's how I know the company. Um, but I was really thrilled and excited at the opportunity to join uh, when I did. I just think the company has, I mean, it's always been a great team and a great business. Um, but what, what the team's been able to do over the past 20 years and continuing to scale the business, I think, is, is, is really amazing. And it's a exciting time to join the company as CEO at this scale. And I felt like I could um, have an impact um, and, and, and was excited to be back in an environment that's truly entrepreneurial and its culture and energy and at a phase in its growth that is about building for the future. There's so much momentum. Um, and uh, I was really excited to, to, to rejoin the company in 2019. Um, given given where the company is in its in its growth trajectory and where the market is and, and the opportunities that I see ahead. In the past there have been tensions in the in management production setups that that at some point clients might feel like they they are encouraged or pushed into projects. How do you how do you mitigate against that feeling like maybe there was a conflict of interest that that led me to to be in this project versus a project from a that is not produced by Avalon in any way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I think that is a, a great question. And I think uh, it's really important to note that we were a talent management company first. That is very much the DNA of the company. And if we were ever to force clients um, into working with us in any way whatsoever, um, you know, it would be our own demise. So there's sort of an, a, a natural organic hedge against that conflict of interest. It is very much about what is best for the artist. And there are cases, there are times when working with Avalon as the studio is, is a really great opportunity. More often than not, that's not the case. You know, we, we, we only work with a small percentage of our clients on, on the studio side. Um, and our, our clients are working with, you know, every, every studio out there. Um, and so it, it's really the DNA of the company, I think is very important in that we're not a production company that's expanded into talent. We are definitely a talent management company with a full-fledged studio operation and infrastructure. Um, and that, that DNA, I think, is, is actually important in navigating that conflict and ensuring that um, you, you're never forcing clients to work uh, with you internally, but you're providing that opportunity when it, when it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and... Um, Laura, before you came to Avalon, you spent many years in climbing the executive ranks at Lionsgate. Um, what, what would you say your experience there at a, a larger studio operation, but still the youngest of the studios, still the smallest of the studios, what did your experience there, how did that influence and kind of inform what you're doing today? Um, well, I mean, I think the... Uh, the entrepreneurial culture at, at Avalon today reminds me so much of my, you know, early days at Lionsgate um, and that creative energy and momentum of a business that is the upstart or an upstart in this industry, right. much bigger peers, but figuring out where your competitive edge is, how to be distinctive, how to execute with excellence across the board and always put your best foot forward, um, how to balance being opportunistic um, and harnessing that, um, that, that entrepreneurial
entrepreneurial hustle with a disciplined and strategic uh, vision and, and, and uh, business model. I think we're all things that are very relevant in, in, uh, at Lionsgate when we were building, when we were growing uh, so meaningfully in, in my early experience there. And, and there's a lot that I took from that, that experience. It's very similar, I think, to where we are today and, and how we're managing the business and how we're thinking about investing for growth. And Laura, what was it taking an, an even further step back? What was it that you think in your experience in your life that that puts you on the business track that put you on a track to be a CEO? I did not discover an interest in business until I started working. Um, so it wasn't I was like an English lit undergrad. I was all about language and theater um, and uh, really uh, was surprised to find myself so, in, interested in the business side of this industry once I started working. So I kind of discovered it, I would say, relatively late compared to many of my peers who've, you know, uh, become, gone on to become CEOs or, and or got, come up the business track um, in their careers. But um, I discovered an interest in it. I went to business school. I was like, let me learn some fundamentals. I, I'd never, you know, I literally didn't know what a PL was when I was applying for business school. I was like super, super green. And uh, and I've loved it ever since. So I stayed on the business side of the industry for much longer than I ever expected to. Um, I love the puzzle of figuring out how to how to build a sustainable business that that is a win-win for everyone. Um, I'm still incredibly inspired by creativity. So for me, this is a this is a wonderful place to be to be in a position to try to figure out how to build a sustainable business that. Um, allows us to invest in and support um, creative artists and, and talent and, and do what they, they do best. And, and uh, I love that mission, I love that challenge, and, uh, and it's a great platform to be working with to try and, try and achieve that. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.